Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. My good people. What's up? It's your girl Yolanda Murphy here, host of this Exceptional Journey podcast. Thank you so much for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world and rocking with me for a little while. Uh, If this is your first time, hey now, how are you? And if this is not your first time, welcome back. How you been? How was work? Everything good? (laughs) Hoping all is well. Um, So let me plug right here as always my social media Uh, Just so I don't forget later, I am on Facebook and on Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. Uh, And then hit me up on Twitter at TEJ Podcast. Uh, Questions, comments, concerns. I would love to connect with you all. Um, So find me and uh, follow me there. Uh, But let me first uh, explain or kind of apologize. I've been gone for a couple weeks and, you know, It's, I'll explain why in a little bit, but uh, as you can tell from the title uh, of the podcast, these last couple weeks have been a doozy for me to say the least. Uh, But I did, you know, I I strive to be as consistent as possible. uh, And I at least wanted to apologize to you guys and say, hey, here I am. I am back. (laughs) I actually did record a podcast um, last week, uh, but in lieu of everything that was going on, again, I'll explain in a minute. Um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I couldn't. And I, I'm going to let you know right here from, from the jump. I really don't have, um, a script. I really don't script my podcasts. I usually have an outline and then I have certain points that I want to make sure, of course, that I touch on. Uh, but today I wanted to be as honest and real as possible. Not that I'm <laughs> not any other time, but, uh, you know, as you could tell from the title, um, it's a heavy, it's a heavy hitter today. And I felt it was necessary just because of how my life, um, has been affected by it over the last couple weeks. So let's, let's go ahead and dive right in. So, like I said, I did actually record a podcast, um, on schedule. I usually record on either Thursdays or Friday nights, um, after work, And then I edit during the weekend and then I upload it on Mondays. That's the tentative plan. And two weeks ago, um, probably going on three weeks now, um, that was the case. I did, in fact, record a podcast, um, but so much happened. So let me explain. Over the last, oh, uh, maybe three weeks, uh, three weeks, probably this week would be including a fourth Uh, I have had five people, um, that I know pass away from cancer and it has been pretty difficult. It has been pretty rough. And, um, so let me go back a couple weeks. So I had a really awesome October, 
Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> um, I really did. I really, really did. If you follow me on social media, um, you'll see that I've posted about this. I did some amazing things in October. I spoke um, like at a, a fashion show. I spoke at a high tea. Um, I was able to go to a couple events, um, had the wig out with my support group here in Pittsburgh. Um, I did some amazing things. Went to the NFL Crucial Catch football game for the Steelers was featured on a podcast, started my own podcast. <laughs> the month of October was a really great high for me. It was a really great high. It, it unfortunately came to an end very quickly at the end of October. So I had the privilege of being honored at um, the Young Women's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Foundation. It's a, a nonprofit here in the city. Um, I was one of maybe 10 to 15 people honored as a lantern of hope um, for our city. And it was an amazing event. Family was there. Friends were there. Um, Jen, what's up? Thank you so much again for honoring me. Um, it was a great event that was on the next to the last Sunday of October. Um, unfortunately in that particular, at that particular event, um, I got word that one of our fellow sisters um, that had metastatic breast cancer had taken to home hospice and it wasn't really looking good. She wanted to be home, you know, spending time with her family uh, and the doctors granted her wish. So, you know, that was a tough pill to swallow, even in a very auspicious and amazing, you know, time and a high time. Uh, yeah, so that would have been um, October 21st, again, next to last Sunday of the month. Um, I kind of went through my week, you know, work week as usual, worked my jobs and, you know, worked on, you know, this exceptional journey stuff. And um, I uh, recorded my podcast that weekend um, on Friday. And then uh, Saturday rolled around and probably... Well, if you, unless you live under a rock, you already know, um, here on the 27th of October, uh, in Pittsburgh, we had a mass shooting happen in our city, um, at a synagogue called tree, tree of life. It's <laughs> my podcast that I recorded to go live last week was actually surrounding that. Um, and I will put it up. I'll still put it up. It'll probably just happen after this one. Um, so keep that in mind that it's a couple weeks <laughs> after, um, so I put up a podcast as usual, uh, recorded on Friday, which would have been the 26th, put it up on the 29th. Um, so on the 27th, not only was there a shooting here in the city of Pittsburgh, but that's when my very first um, breast cancer friend passed away. Her name was Rachel. Um, and she was the one we actually got word about just that Sunday before that she had taken to home hospice. And so that was the beginning of kind of the last couple weeks of death for me. So that would have been again, um, the 27th of October. And then, um, I found out, uh, probably last week, some point that another of my breast cancer sisters who um, had metastatic passed away from Atlanta, who I actually met last year. Her name was Fatima. And, um, Boston, we both were trained under Living Beyond Breast Cancer for their Young Advocate um, program. And uh, she was on fire. She was spitfire. She knew her stuff. Um, she was a huge, huge advocate in our space. Um, and so I found out she passed away on Halloween. So, <laughs> you know, there's the 27th. There is October 31st. Uh, so 
last week, needless to say, so that was the week before last, of course, but last week, um, I just could not get in a positive headspace. I really couldn't. And, and I'll divulge why in a second. Um, but just to kind of paint the picture for the rest of kind of what had been going on in my world. So that was just within the last week of October for me. Um, so then, uh, last week, um, a gentle giant that was a part of my support group here in, in Pittsburgh, um, he passed away. And then just this week alone, uh, two other people, um, that I've known, um, have passed away from cancer. And if I, if I'm remembering correctly, they're all at least under the age of 50. So, uh, needless to say, my last couple of weeks have been very heavy for multiple reasons, which is what I want to discuss and, and kind of get into the topic of, I mean, we're never prepared for death. Never. I don't care if you know, someone is sick for a long time. Um, you know, whether it's, unfortunately they're taken away from us quickly. You just can never prepare for death because it's just, it, you just cannot prepare for it. And these last three to four weeks of my life have been heavy. They have been really, really heavy. And I've tried to really like pinpoint an emotion. I've tried to pinpoint a thought process. I've tried to, you know, say how some of us say, you know, when people pass away, well, they're no longer in pain. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to, um, rationalize, rationalize in my mind that, you know, me being a person of faith, you know, God allows everything to happen for a reason, which I do believe, but that wasn't a thought in my mind, to be honest. It, it really wasn't. Um, I actually had a conversation, um, a text conversation with one of my breast cancer sisters, um, that I'm close with. And, you know, when we both found out that Fatima passed away from Atlanta, cause she was also, uh, my friend I'm speaking of was also part of the, the training with us. Um, you know, we kind of went back and forth and she's also a woman of faith. And we actually had to say, no, this, this is a doozy. Like we literally had to be honest with one another and say, okay, yes, I believe in God. I do with my whole heart, mind, and soul. But this one, it just does not make sense. Now imagine, you know, Fatima's death, unfortunately being the piggyback off of Rachel. Um, and then here I am two weeks later with three more deaths under my belt. <laughs> I, I, I have yet to find the words that quantify my emotions. And I'm not really trying to, I know, you know, there may be people or even <laughs> professionals or therapists that are listening like, no, babe, you know, the five stages of grie grieving. And I get it. I know, I know. And I, I've tried my best um, to allow myself to go through every process appropriately. Um, but what I have been finding, and, and I'm just being honest, and I know I can't be the only one, is that it is very difficult. It, I'm finding it more difficult. I've had a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, or maybe just because I have a lot of friends and family. I've had a lot of people pass away in my life. I really have. And, you know, my friends and my family will tell you, I don't do death well. I, I just don't. Specifically, if it's someone 
that I know personally, and if it's someone that has touched my life, you know, specifically like heart to heart. And I don't do death well, I don't. And these last couple weeks, listen, I have tried to be as positive as possible, but also giving my spa- myself space to grieve. But let's be honest, and, and I'm kind of going to segue into like what my wish would be. Let's be honest. We all think it's not fair. <laughs> let's be honest. We all think it is not fair for a young man under 30 to pass away from cancer or for a woman who has children to pass away from cancer. And listen, this, this is not a a show, you know, to talk about breast cancer being more or less important than any other cancer. Cancer is cancer. Cancer, cancer kills and steals. It, It doesn't matter, but it's just astounding to me how like cancer just takes people it it literally just takes people and I apologize if I start crying because this is raw to me this is real to me and I've actually tried to record this one and a half times one time I just stopped because I felt it and I was like okay no get yourself together because I don't want to be on on here babbling for you guys you know I I do want to be real but I I need you to hear me. So within the last couple of weeks, five people that I've known, one that I found out today about literally today, um, all have passed away from cancer. So it's a double edged sword. Um, like I said, I believe all of the, the, the men and women that I'm speaking of, um, were all at least under the age of 50, 55, um, on one side of the sword it's like wow that could have been me let's let that sink in for a little bit because these specifically the three women that I know that in the last two to three weeks they had the same disease I did that could be me right at least that's I mean I can't be the only one that thinks like that but that could have been me and for all parties involved, all, all the loved ones that have passed away, again, they were all under a certain age where you aren't supposed to get cancer. And I hope you heard my quotes. The young man that passed away from my support group, I, I don't even believe he was 25 yet. At the most, maybe 27. So the one edge of the sword is sword is it could have been me. And there's a whole gamut of emotions that come along with that. The Survivor's Guild and, you know, on the other end is living your full potential because it could be you. And while you're healthy, while you're strong, do as much as you can while you can. That comes with the that one side. And I'm going to be honest, guys. The other side is anger. The other side for me is anger. And not necessarily at a certain person or people or government or no, it, 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 it is, and always has been around 
speaking of cancer, cancer has been here for a very, very long time. It's not new. Now, does it like form and, you know, we find new, you know, genes and yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I get it. Cancer is not new though. And it angers me to the point of tears to hear that someone has to pass away from a disease that we probably already have the cure for in some laboratory somewhere. <laughs> Am I the only person that thinks that, that the government already has the cure for everything, but they don't want to let it go because the pharmaceutical companies want all of our money because the money is in the medicine and not in the cure. Okay, I'm off of that soapbox for a second. <laughs> but guys, for real, I mean, I'm laughing to keep from crying, but I'm I'm being honest. I am being honest. So, like I said, one ed edge of the sword for me is it could have been me. The other edge of the sword is, is I'm angry. I am angry because these are people who are living their life to the full potential. Living their life to their full potential and then cancer comes. I can't say that my testimony is any different. I can't say that I feel or think any different. It just so happened they got a terminal diagnosis and I did not. Just something to think about. So here I am. I wanted to get on real quick and talk about, you know, of course, death, because unfortunately it comes with cancer. Not everyone, of course, passes away that has cancer. But it happens. And my last couple of weeks have literally been just that. I've been working my two jobs. I've been, you know, doing stuff for this exceptional journey, doing some other things for other people. But death has been nonstop around me the last three weeks, last three to four weeks. So if I had a wish, if I were terminal, and this is not, of course, to make anyone sad, to make anyone, you know, feel any type of way. I'm not. I'm still, you know, no evidence of the disease. But it, being 36 and being diagnosed with cancer and now being 39, almost three years out, I have to be honest and say, when you hear the three words, you have cancer, you ultimately have to face your immortality. It's not necessarily on purpose, but when you think of cancer, you think of death. At least that's how society and movies and television shows paint it to be. Everyone that I ever saw growing up on television with cancer was bald and skinny and white, unfortunately, and passed away. Now, am I changing that, you know, paradigm? Absolutely. Because I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm not skinny, <laughs> and I'm not white. But if I had a wish, you know, one of the last um, breast cancer survivors um, that passed away um, this week, her name was Laura. I got to meet her a very few times. I didn't know her personally, but we were in a couple of the same groups together um, here in the city. And all I could think of is what do you think? What could you possibly think on your deathbed? You're in your 30s. You have teenage children. You have a loving husband. And you're on your deathbed. And guys, this is not to be sad. This is not, you know, to, to, to make you, you know, cry. No, no, no. 
this is an empowering moment. At least it, I see it that way. But what do you really think? So I came up or at least thought to come up with a wish list. So if I was laying in my dying bed with my loved ones around me, holding my hands, giving me kisses, giving me everything that I need before my last breath is gone, what would my wishes be before I got to that point? What would I wish for myself, for my family, for those loved ones that I have around me? What would I wish? What would I wish? So just a few things. The first thing I would wish is that everyone that knows someone with cancer would love on them unconditionally. I'm just going to let that sink in for a little bit. Because here's the thing, the, the hard reality I had to realize um, being 36 and having breast cancer is that the people that you love and that love you won't always be there for you. And I've, I've spoken about this, I think, in a previous podcast where I've learned to be okay with that. But if I had a wish, which means it would come true, I would have I had it that everyone that I loved and that loved me would have never left my side. Everyone that I loved and that loved me would have been as attentive to me after my diagnosis as I was to them before my diagnosis. So my wish is for you that if you know someone and it doesn't have to be cancer, it can be anything that someone is dealing and battling with depression, opioid um, abuse. I, I mean, it runs the gamut. But if you know someone who is battling and dealing with something, love them until they either come out of it or love them exactly where they are. It was a tough pill to swallow to see people that I love not show up for me. Of course, I, listen, I, I learned how to thrive. I learned how to survive and move forward. And here I am today. I don't regret any of it now. But if I had a wish, my wish would be just that. So that's the first thing. Second thing would be that us survivors, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there and you're a survivor of something, not again, not just cancer. If you're a survivor of something, whether it be traumatic, mentally, physically, emotionally, if you've survived anything, let people love on you. Please let people love on you. Is it difficult? Yes. And listen, this might just be my own, you know, shedding of my truth. It was very difficult for me going through cancer, going through chemo as a woman and seeing how my, my physical presence and physical presence being changed so of course it changed how I saw myself it changed how I thought people saw me which it enabled me to create a barrier between myself and other people so when people wanted to hug me or when people you know wanted to say rub my bald head <laughs> or when people wanted to love on me like they were hesitant because I I was not accepting of where I was. So they didn't want to come into my personal space, you know, and make me feel uncomfortable. So if I, if I had to give a second wish for us survivors and thrivers specifically is to let people love on you, whether again, that's cancer or otherwise, you know, going through traumas, going through events, going through diseases, you do feel lonely. 
You know what I mean? You feel like specifically if you're African-American under the age of 40 <laughs> with breast cancer, you feel alone. You're like, who in the world? Who like me is out there? Specifically someone in my zip code. But let people love on you in whatever way that means. Whatever you're, whatever it means to love you, let people do that if they want to. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing, it's just live, just live. I can't tell you, you know, again, me being a survivor of almost three years, it'll be three years in February when I was diagnosed. And I can't tell you how many things over these last couple of years I've tried and would have never done before. But there's still so much more for me to try. There are so many things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Oh, I want to try that. But never follow up but never even research it. Even if I don't actually do the, the thing, you know, even researching it to be like, oh, okay, that is for me or maybe not. But live life. The, the, the biggest regret, regret I would have laying on my deathbed, looking up at a, a pale ceiling is knowing that I was not able to accomplish everything that I wanted to. Now, is it realistic? everything I mean I would think so I mean I don't got a million dollars right now but soon maybe <laughs> but I, I'm gonna die trying so those are my three wishes those are my three wishes that you know caregivers and supporters and friends and family would love on us unconditionally that as survivors and thrivers we would continue to let people love on us and then lastly just live just live because here's the thing. We are not promised tomorrow. And I know, you know, that's really cliche. I know, but we're not, we are not promised tomorrow. Any of us cancer or otherwise. So no, so why not live to the best of our ability? Right? Cool. So guys, I, again, I didn't mean for this to be a long podcast. I wanted to tell you where I was in my absence, let you guys know I am back. Um, I'm still fighting through a few things though. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm still battling, you know, every day with the survivor's guilt. I'm still battling every day. Um, you know, with every ache and pain that I feel, I'm like, Oh snap, the cancer's back. I get a headache up. Oh, I got a brain tumor. I'm being honest. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. And how many of you out there, you know, who have been diagnosed with anything can attest to that. So Guys, if nothing else, if you've walked away from nothing else, yes, you know, I'm dealing with a couple blows these last couple weeks, but live. If you don't walk away with anything else, if you don't walk away with any other nugget, I want you to live. Live your best life. Live to the fullest. I want to empower you to live exactly how you want. Now, again, that doesn't mean you can go to the Bahamas. That doesn't mean you can go to Jamaica just because you want to. Save up for it. But little stuff around your neighborhood you can do. Like I went freaking axe throwing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I went freaking axe throwing. <laughs> Something I would have never done before. But I stepped outside my comfort zone and said, sure, let's try it. And I actually ended up being good at it. Something I would have never done. Guys, live, 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 live. Um, if you are a person of faith, just pray, pray for my city, 
Like I said, we had that shooting going on at the Tree of Life Synagogue. Uh, my next podcast, which I actually recorded last week, will be about that. I am going to post that after this one. Um, again, I just wanted to touch base with you guys and let you know I am still here. I'm still plugging away. Uh, just had to take a little self-care mental break so I can <laughs> get myself together. But again, this is your girl, Yolanda Murphy. Hit me up on social media if you have questions, comments, concerns. Um, I'd love to connect with you. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And guys, I'll see you next time. Peace.